Thank you for tuning in to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort and hope.
rock of ages cleft for me Let me hide myself in thee
Songs of Praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a close relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ.
mine to do in a little while we're going home and the grace of god will our daily strength renew in a little while we're going home in a little while in a little while we shall cross the billows foam we shall meet
If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week. Be strong and courageous, you hosts of the Lord. Rise up for the battle and gird on your swords. The land of his promise is yours now by right. Take all he has given, go forth to the fight. Be strong and courageous and conquer the foe. The Lord God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous through God you sin. Your captain will lead you to conquer the land. His arm cannot fail you and they cannot stand. Be strong and courageous and conquer the foe. The Lord God is with you strong and courageous, consider his law, regard it with reverence, perform it with awe, be careful to follow all God has decreed, for then he will bless you and you will succeed. Be strong and courageous and conquer the foe. The Lord God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and
Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, won't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Won't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine, 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 let it shine. Father 
Invite your family and friends to also enjoy songs of praise. I 
thought it might be in my name, a shining legacy. I thought it might be in a goal for success to follow me. Nothing 
shall shake me, for he'll never forsake me. I am determined to live for the King. Hell's gates are trembling from saints' prayers ascending. Darkness is crumbling from praises we sing. Our sovereign victorious is marching before us, and we are determined to live for the Nothing shall change.
Each day. 
3ABN Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing chapter 26. It was Christ who directed that John the Baptist should drink neither wine nor strong drink. It was he who enjoined similar abstinence upon the wife of Manoah, Christ did not contradict his own teaching. The unfermented wine that he provided for the wedding guests as a wholesome and refreshing drink. This is the wine that was used by our Saviour and his disciples in their first communion. It is the wine that should always be used on the communion table as a symbol of Christ's blood. The sacramental service is designed to be soul-refreshing and life-giving. There is to be connected with it nothing that could minister to evil. In the light of what the scriptures, nature and reason teach concerning the use of intoxicants, how can Christians engage in the raising of hops for beer-making or in the manufacture of wine or cider for the market? If they love their neighbour as themselves... How can they help to place in his way that which will be a snare to him? Often intemperance begins in the home. By the use of rich, unhealthful food, the digestive organs are weakened and a desire is created for food that is still more stimulating. Thus the appetite is educated to crave continually something stronger. The demand for stimulants becomes more frequent and more difficult to resist. The system becomes more or less filled with poison, and the more debilitated it becomes, the greater is the desire for these things. One step in the wrong direction prepares the way for another, 
many who would not be guilty of placing on their table wine or liquor or any kind will load their table with food which creates such a thirst for strong drink that to resist the temptation is almost impossible. Wrong habits of eating and drinking destroy the health and prepare the way for drunkenness. There would soon be little necessity for temperance, crusades if in the youth who form and fashion society, right principles in regard to temperance could be implanted. Let parents begin a crusade against intemperance at their own firesides. In the principles they teach their children to follow from infancy, they may hope for success. There is work for mothers in helping their children to form correct habits and pure tastes. Educate the appetite. Teach the children to abhor stimulants. Bring your children up to have moral stamina to resist the evil that surrounds them. Teach them that they are not to be swayed by others, that they are not to yield to strong influences but to influence others for good. Great efforts are made to put down intemperance, but there is much effort that is not directed to the right point. The advocates of temperance reform should be awake to the evil resulting from the use of unwholesome food, condiments, tea and coffee. We bid all temperance workers Godspeed, but we invite them to look more deeply into the cause of the evil they war against and be sure that they are consistent in reform. It must be kept before the people that the right balance of the mental and the moral powers depends in a great degree on the right condition of the physical system. All narcotics and unnatural stimulants that enfeeble and degrade the physical nature tend to lower the tone of the intellect and morals. Intemperance lies at the foundation of the moral depravity of the world. By the indulgence of perverted appetite, man loses his power to resist temptation. Temperance reformers have a work to do in educating the people in these lines. Teach them that health, character and even life are endangered by the use of stimulants which excite the exhausted energy to unnatural, spasmodic action. In relation to tea, coffee, tobacco and alcoholic drinks, the only safe course is to not touch, not taste, and not to handle. The tendency of tea, coffee, and similar drinks is in the same direction as that of alcoholic liquor and tobacco, and in some cases the habit is as difficult to break as it is for the drunkard to give up intoxicants. Those who attempt to leave off these stimulants will for a time feel a loss and will suffer without them. But by persistence, they will overcome the craving and cease to feel the lack. Nature may require a little time to recover from the abuse she has suffered, but give her a chance and she will again rally and perform her work nobly and well. End of chapter 26. Chapter 27. Liquor and Traffic prohibition. Woe unto him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness and his chambers by wrong. That saith, I will build me a wide house. 
with large chambers, and cutteth him out windows, and it is sealed with cedar, and painted with vermilion. Should you reign, because you close thyself in cedar, your eyes and your heart are not but for thy covetousness, and for to shed innocent blood, and for oppression, and for violence to do it. Jeremiah 22.13-17 The Work of the Liquor Seller This scripture pictures the work of those who manufacture and who sell intoxicating liquor. Their business means robbery. For the money they receive, no equivalent is returned. Every dollar they add to their gains has brought a curse to the spender. With a liberal hand, God has bestowed his blessings upon men. If his gifts were wisely used, how little the world would know of poverty or distress. It is the wickedness of men that turn his blessings into a curse. It is through the greed of gain and the lust of appetite that the grains and fruits given for our sustenance are converted into poisons that bring misery and ruin. Every year, millions upon millions of gallons of intoxicating liquors are consumed. Millions upon millions of dollars are spent in buying wretchedness, poverty, disease, degradation, lust, crime and death. For the sake of gain, the liquor seller deals out to his victims that which corrupts and destroys mind and body. He entails on the drunkard's family poverty and wretchedness. When his victim is dead, the rum seller's exactions do not cease. He robs the widow and brings children to beggary. He does not hesitate to take the very necessities of life from the destitute family to pay the drink bill of the husband and father. The cries of the suffering children, the tears of the agonised mother, serve only to exasperate him. What is it to him if these suffering ones starve? What is it to him if they too are driven to degradation and ruin? He grows rich on the pittances of those whom he is leading to perdition. Houses of prostitution, dens of vice, criminal courts, prisons, almshouses, insane asylums, hospitals, all are to a great degree filled as a result of liquor sellers' work. Like the mystic Babylon of the apocalypse, he is dealing in slaves and souls of men. Behind the liquor seller stands the mighty destroyer of souls, and every art which earth or hell can devise is employed to draw human beings under his power. In the city and in the country, on the railway trains, on the great ships, in places of business, in the halls of pleasure, in the medical dispensary, even in the church, on the sacred communion table, his traps are set. Nothing is left undone to create or to foster the desire for intoxicants. On almost every corner stands the public house with its brilliant lights, its welcome and good cheer inviting the working man, the wealthy idler and the unsuspecting youth. In private lunchrooms and fashionable resorts, ladies are supplied with popular drinks. 
under some pleasing name that are really intoxicants. For the sick and the exhausted, there are the widely advertised bitters consisting largely of alcohol. To create the liquor appetite in little children, alcohol is introduced into confectionery. Such confectionery is sold in the shops. And by the gift of these candies and drinks, the liquor seller entices children into his resorts. Day by day, month by month, year by year, the work goes on. Fathers and husbands and brothers and the stay and hope and pride of the nation are steadily passing into the liquor dealer's haunts to be sent back, wrecked and ruined. More terrible still, the curse is striking the very heart of the home. More and more women are forming the liquor habit. In many a household, little children, even in the innocence and helplessness of babyhood, are in daily peril through the neglect, the abuse, the vileness of drunken mothers. Sons and daughters are growing up under the shadow of this terrible evil. What outlook for their future, but that they will sink even lower than their parents? From so-called Christian lands, the curse is carried to the regions of idolatry. The poor, ignorant savages are taught the use of liquor. Even amongst the heathen, men of intelligence recognize and protest against it as a deadly poison, but in vain have they sought to protect their lands from its ravages. By civilized peoples, tobacco, liquor, opium and other drugs are forced upon the heathen nations. The ungoverned passions of the savage stimulated by drink drag him down to the degradation before unknown and it becomes an almost hopeless undertaking to send missionaries to these lands. Through their contact with peoples who should have given them a knowledge of God, the heathen are led into vices which are proving the destruction of whole tribes and races. And in the dark places of the earth, the men of civilized nations are hated because of this. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Ricards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. the two-tip lady and I love to give tips to help make your life more simple question for you do you ever feel absolutely hopeless like the world is a dark dark place look around you even in the cold dreary winter there is colour vibrant colour winter flowers sunrises and sunsets Children wearing their bright, colourful clothes. Life is full of colour, no matter the season. Sure, there are dark corners, but there are usually cracks somewhere that let in the light. Leonard Cohen sang in a really spine-tingling way to me, There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. I used to think we had to look for the light. 
But when it's dark and there's a crack of light, we don't have to hunt for it. It's simply there. Even if our eyes are shut, we all know when there's a crack of light. So, let the light shine. The key here is let. Let the light and beautiful colours bring hope and light deep inside. Hmm. So you're worried? You don't know how things are going to turn out? Things are looking dark? So, let the light shine. There's bound to be a crack of light, at least. So my first tip today is to let the light shine. I think I hear you asking how. There's a promise in Psalm 18.28 and here's what it says. For thou wilt light my candle, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. So let God do this. How? Well, when I was a kid, we used to sing a song. No, I won't sing it to you, but I will give you the words. Sing and smile and pray, that's the only way. If you sing and smile and pray, you'll drive the clouds away. So my second tip is a simple one too. Here it is. Why worry when you can pray? Or, with my perverse sort of brain, I perhaps could put it another way. Why pray if you're going to worry? So many times we pray and worry. So here's what to do. Read Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. No, I'm not going to quote it now. You've got to grab a pen and write that down. Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 34. Go on, read it. Believe it and do it. Because Jesus himself said to, and Jesus tells the truth. When you pray to our loving God who bends down and listens to us, who knows our needs, the light will shine and the darkness will be gone. Go on, just do it. Two simple tips today. Let the light shine. And why worry when you can pray? Take action and your life will become more simple, guaranteed. So that's it today from the two-tip lady who loves to help make your life more simple. Thank you.